I'm Al Nation, episode 411. Our job is to make a list. Who do we want to expose? Expose them. And then just plug them in with somebody that can get them to say me too. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you have trouble recruiting online? I'd like to invite you to a free training on how to create online duplication. This webinar will cover the 10 stages of online duplication and how 95% of distributors get stuck on stage four and never become successful in their marketing. It's also not just like other webinars where you learn just how to recruit online via social media. More importantly, four of the 10 stages I cover will be focused on duplication so that you just don't have to endlessly recruit and recruit and recruit. Go register for this free training at www onlineduplication.com. Again, that's onlineduplication.com. I look forward to seeing you on the training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, the Oprah of MOM, and I'm fried up to bring our special guest today, Jessica Ellerman. Hey, Jessica, are you ready to make it happen? I'm so ready, Simon, so ready. Jessica Ellerman was a former hairdresser before she got started in network marketing nine years ago. She's currently a triple diamond, a top earner, and has won numerous awards in her company, including the Top Recruiter Award, Top 5 Income Earner, and was featured in the book, The Miracle Morning for Network Marketers. In 2016, Jessica also trained on the same stage with me with the one and only John Maxwell. So, And that's actually how we met. So anyway, Jessica, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you got started in network marketing. All right. Well, my story, I mean, there's so many of us out here and I feel like our story, even though it's a different background, hairdressing, whatever, I think so many of our stories are so similar, meaning we were kind of all nobodies from nowhere who just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that my story is not much different than that. I grew up in a small town outside of San Diego called Lakeside. Um, you can Google that. I was the treasurer of my FFA chapter. So I was a country girl, if you will. I raised pigs and cows and all that. Um, started doing hair right outside of high school just because my friends who did things that they owned, right, like um, uh, hairdressers, estheticians, massage therapists that could, were in control of what they did made more money than my friends that were going to college. And so I went to, to beauty school, um, did hair for about eight years. And in that time frame, I got married, started a family. My husband, uh, Eric, he made the money. I made the fun money. A hairdresser doesn't make all that much money, you can probably imagine. Um, we had to put our kids in daycare and do all that. And really the only thing that made me open to the industry was the down economy in 2008. I needed something. Um, his income was going backwards with his construction company. He also ran an off-road racing series. Uh, that was gone because everybody who does off-road, guess what their background is? Construction. And guess what wasn't doing anything in 2008? Construction. So um, I found myself invited to a thing. <laughs> We've all been invited to our first thing, right? It was December of 2008. I told my girlfriend no. I told her no. I told her no. Eight weeks in a row she invited me. Eight weeks I told her no. Finally, I went and sat down on her couch and watched a very boring presentation, January 27, 2009. And end of the presentation, I thought, 
what if it works? I've been praying for something. I've been looking for something. It, here's something. <laughs> and what if this works? And that um, starts my journey into network marketing. So how did you do? Um, you got started after eight, eight attempts of follow-up. You finally joined. What if it works? How did your first couple of weeks go? Really bad. <laughs> my first couple of weeks went really bad. I, you know, they say get your disappointments out of the way to tell your friends and family early and often. So I got my disappointments out of the way. Nobody that was like the closest with me wanted to do it with me. And I remember probably it was probably more close to two months in a month and a half in. I just decided one day I, I woke up. We really didn't have that much going on. My hairdressing clients weren't my books weren't booked like they had been used to be booked just because people didn't have the money. Eric didn't have to go to work that day. And I remember waking up one morning and I told him, I said, I'm going to go put three people in my business today. And he was like, what? <laughs> you haven't put anybody in your business for a month and a half. How are you going to go put three in today? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to think outside the box. And I got in the car that morning. I got dressed, got out of the house, and that's exactly what I did. And that was the beginning. So what happened that day? How did you get the three people? I remember I got in the car and I was thinking to myself, like, who, like, I, I need to stop just focusing on trying to save. At the beginning, I was really trying to save my friends that were in the same situation I was. And that day, what I did is I started thinking outside the box, like, okay, who do I know that is successful? Who do I know that's hustler? Who do I know that's always good at what they do? Who would be interested in making an extra stream of income right now? More on that side of it. Um, and it was a service-based company, so that's the kind of customers I was looking for. And I thought I remembered there was a lady that I used to do hair with that had been in, the, in a company in the old days, back like 20 years ago. She was an old, she was older than me in the salon, and I remembered this has to be better than what it was she used to do. I got to go show it to her. So I showed it to her. She got started. Um, one of our friends was doing uh, mortgage turnarounds, and everyone was needing that at that time, and he was a hustler. And I, I went and sat with him, and I was like, I know you don't have the time, but I do, and you know the people. Let's get, you know, let's partner up. Let's build a team. And he said, okay. And then one of my brother's friends, pretty successful, um, younger, but very much a hustler, and sat with him, told him kind of the same thing, and those were my three, and Say la vida, we started started the team with them. So basically you went from who you thought needed it to who wanted it. Right. Yeah. What are some mistakes that new distributors make? I think that. I think a big thing that people um, – a big mistake they make is is looking to save people, and a lot of the times the people who need saved um, are in that position for a reason. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make now, especially with the amount of training there is and social media and how easy it is to get trained, I think the biggest mistake people make is they dive straight into training and they out they blow their minds with not only their company's training but network marketing training and social media training and all this stuff instead of going into the money making basic actions and and you and I both know that every company out there has a system and if they would run the system they'd be making money but instead they go into analysis paralysis because they've got so much at their fingertips they try and put it in their brains absolutely so uh, for you and the way you teach your team what are these money making activities the, the activities for us are really super basic. So it's, it's about making a list of who we know, right? And, it, and we've, got, we've got a couple – our system works the same whether it's in person, old school, traditional, 
meetings like I love, that's my favorite way to do it, or whether it's through social media. So it's about making a list and figuring out who it is they want to share the share the idea with, right? Whether it's the products or the business side of it, or whether it's a little bit of both. And um, so making their list and then passing them through the process. So for us, it's just a quick video. The video is so duplicatable. Most companies do the exact same thing, whether it's via social media, whether it's in person, it's a, it's a quick video, a quick overview, because what we've learned, and I've learned, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, my first company, I did a PowerPoint, <laughs> and nobody could duplicate it because I got really good at it, and so every meeting had to be ran by me, and now everything's so duplicatable. You use those tools that the company's got at hand, and you can go blow it up, and then the last thing is just, um, we call it validation or plugging it in, just kind of introducing them to somebody that can get them to say me too about whatever it is that they're interested in, right? If they're interested in, they want to go come into this thing and blow it up and make big money and go really fast, they want to plug them in with me so I can say hey and share my story and point them in the right direction or it might be a product story. But either way, our job is to make a list, who do we want to expose, expose them, and then just plug them in with somebody that can get them to say me too. Mm, good stuff. Um, what was the turning point in your business where, I know you, you signed up to three people and you got going, but uh, maybe a light bulb moment, turning point where your business really, really took off. Okay, so the biggest turning point for me, I spent, um, I've been with three companies, spent two and a half years with my first one, and in my second company is what where I really sort of made my name, had a lot of momentum, made really big paychecks, built a big team, started having really big success, and the turning point for me was my own mindset. So when I resigned from my first company, it was just service-based and there was things happening. That company's not even in existence anymore. I realized, and I, I did enough research on the industry, that I realized there's a lot of people out here that have made a lot of money and had a lot of success. So why not me? So when I joined my first company, I joined to make about $1,000 a month to um, make it so we could not lose our house and not lose our car. So my mindset going in was I was going to make 1000 bucks a month. And that's what I did. I mean, I made more than that. We learned how to make a six-figure income, but I didn't like break through or bust through to what, what this industry really has to offer. And so the second time, I was like, you know what? If they can do this, I can do this. I'm going in and I'm not going to make less than 10 grand a month. And it was just a mindset switch. Hmm. And if, if those people can do it, why, why not me? And so we ran and we ran hard and that was exactly what we did. And we spoke it into existence. I told everybody that was what was going to happen and worked my, my behind off. And <laughs> then we were really off and running. So it was my own mindset. Um, in terms of mindset, that always results to change, right? Because you change your mindset, then you change the person. What was the biggest change you went through uh, to become where you are today? Like, uh, personally, yep. it's really the biggest thing that if you took it back nine years ago to what Jessica Ellerman was like nine years ago to now, it's the positivity. Um, it's I can turn any situation at this point into a positive, and that was a, that was a learned skill because I wasn't like that before. You know, grew up where, you know, most people around us were negative. I was just having this conversation with somebody who just got started with me who grew up where I grew up, and, and she's like, no one has anything positive to say anymore. It's like everybody, every day, it's just complaining and this, and I said, I know I just removed myself from that situation, got a hold of my mindset, 
and started learning how to, no matter what it was, figure out how to learn from it, no matter how horrible it was, and how to speak it into a way that it wasn't, you know, drawing me down, it was going to take me to the next level, and what, what could I get out of this frustration or this obstacle? Hmm. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, okay, moving on. This is my favorite question, Jessica. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that most people quit and maybe even had doubts, but you hung in there and that's why you are where you are today. All right. My, uh, I saw you, I looked through some of the questions that may come up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite one, which is funny because that John Maxwell, what did I train on? pain, right? Learn how to take something that was really, really bad and turn it into something good. And so I've been, I said, I've been with three companies. I've been with the company I'm with now the longest. Um, I found what I needed, I guess. The second one, I learned how to build really fast. I learned how um, to build a team very, very quickly. The problem was the back end stuff just wasn't kind of lining up. And so I had to resign. And I, um, I resigned in the biggest month I had ever had. I was the top, one, the number three money earner at the point. And I knew it was going to get crazy. I knew I was probably going to get sued. I knew that the, if it was going to hit the fan if I made the decision to go. But I also knew that where I was at, I couldn't stay there any longer. And I had to make a decision as a leader. Do I ride this out, kind of step back and just collect a paycheck? Or do I just make a decision to make a move? And I did. And I resigned before I had looked at any other companies. I never had done that before, like to that level. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I just quit, stopped my paycheck, flew around the country, looked at a lot of different companies. Um, and I found where I was going to, where I was going. And I got started and I started with a new group. Um, but I still obviously had a lot of craziness going on and a lot of people realizing I wasn't where I used to be, <laughs> whether it was public or not. And probably the worst moment and the moment where I thought to myself, Am I, I, should I really continue doing this, was I was in a party with about 40 to 50 people there, and in walks the U.S. Marshal, and he served me in front of the whole group my lawsuit papers. Wow. <laughs> that was the moment where I, where I walked out of that party. I finished, and I walked out, and I thought, is this worth it? Like, what's about to go down? Am I going to go have to go bankrupt? Like, what is, what's this all about? I've never been through a lawsuit. So that was the scariest moment. Glad I stuck it out. Why did you stick it out? Even all through all this, uh, the first company didn't work out. Second company, this happens. You get sued. Why? Why did why go back to network marketing? There's just nowhere else to create these kind of stories. No one ever sat in my chair as a hairdresser and cried because I gave them a nice haircut. You know, but I can walk into houses, I can walk into rooms and have hugs from people that, you know, we're health and wellness, whether they've, they've turned their health around or whether they've turned their finances around, whether they've saved a marriage, whether they've, you know, um, put their kids in the college or the school that they wanted to do. I couldn't make those stories happen anywhere else. And those stories are bigger than, than me having to go through some stuff. And I know that no matter what to, to get to a really high level or do it to something big, you're going to have a lot of things come at you and nothing comes at you that now you can't use as a, as a teaching experience, as a learning experience. And that's what I chose to do with it so that I could continue to make those stories happen. Mm. You know, you've been a top recruiter in your companies. Uh, what are some recruiting tips you can share, especially for those who are struggling right now, haven't sponsored anyone in a long time? 
Um, I think the best thing I can tell you about recruiting is to really, really work on your communication skills, um, to really listening to some people. I think um, at the beginning, I was not a very good recruiter because I tried to fit everybody into this box and I wasn't listening. And so I was running meetings that were exactly the same, even when I would get maybe some feedback whether it was um, their body language or whatever from that person that that wasn't they just wanted to be a customer or they were only wanting the business and um, when I started really paying attention to the people that I was talking to and what it was they wanted about this I feel like now when people get started with me and we can probably go back to the last 20 people that I've recruited they would probably tell you I don't really feel like she recruited me like I wanted to get started because I communicated the proper information to them so work on your personal communication skills and not everyone's going to fit into that box. Mm, really good advice. Awesome. Hey, um, what is your proudest moment in network marketing? Oh, my proudest moment. My proudest, I, I, and it's the same every single time. Like I, my favorite part about this business is watching everybody else win. So my proudest moment probably is when I get to see somebody cross the big stage for the first time and I'm in the back of the room and I get to see that, that, um, that the joy on their face. So when they get to a, a rank that gets to be, you know, up there and grab the mic and say thank you and a talk to their team, those are always my proudest moments. I, you know, it's fun to rank advance. It's fun to get the cars. It's fun to get the trips. But I never have cried when I rank advanced personally, but I will cry when my people rank advanced. <laughs> mm. Good stuff. Yeah, you, you, like you said, it's making an impact that no other profession can do, right? We're really giving back. Hey, Jessica, how have you seen the profession change since you got started? Oh, we were just talking about that today, too. Um, the, the profession's changed, and it's changing, and we all need to be staying on our toes. Um, it's, you know, I think Eric Worre put it out the other day, like the worst um, thing we can say is that's the way I've always done it, right? That's the way we've always done this. And right now, it can't be that way anymore. So much of it, um, everything's going so fast. Social media is at fingertips. Uh, the, the population is just so lazy as far as getting out and going to a home party, going to an event. You can still run them, and most of my business, that's how it's still running because everyone's sort of making this transition, this switch. But I really see that so much more of this is going to be like we're talking right now. There's no, you know, we don't have to go get in the car and go buy a lunch to be having a really good conversation and seeing each other and figuring out what your goals are and what mine are. So adapting to the fact that technology is here, social media is here, we better embrace it or we're going to get left behind. The next generation is going to whoop our butts with it. <laughs> hey, ML Nation, if your business is not growing fast enough, you need to get the 10 stages to online duplication. This is a free training I'll be doing. Go register for this webinar at onlineduplication.com. Again, that's www.onlineduplication.com. Uh, you've been awesome. Some uh, really quick questions to pick your brain. And these could be quick answers. Okay. Um, first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? My favorite success quotes? My favorite is, um, people of integrity expect to be believed, and when they're not, they let time prove them right. Mm, I like that. That is good. It's good, really good. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Getting the hard things to do out of the way early in the day. So the things you don't want to do, that call you have to make, um, getting those done at the, at the 
first half of the day so that the second half of the day you don't have to deal with the, the stuff that makes you uncomfortable. Definitely. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? The people that got you to this level will not get you to the next. Yes, you're dropping nuggets of wisdom here. Great stuff. Hey, Facebook Live, share this. Really, really good stuff. The people who got you here will not get you to where you want to go. Um, what's your favorite prospecting tool? Say you have someone that's a qualified prospect. Do you send them an online video? Do you uh, do a Zoom? Do you meet them? Use a flip chart? Talk to them first? What do you like to use? My tool would be a video, but I'm going to ask them enough questions to know which video to send. So I've got a little handful of them, whether they're product or, or business, and then I will plug them in with the video that I need them to see. Good stuff. Short, short uh, video. Short video, yes. Uh, do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend, or a favorite app on your phone? No, I, I, we have, our company has our own apps and our own thing, so I use that. Um, and so I don't know much about anything other than Facebook Messenger and our personal company apps. <laughs> good. So I, I want to actually bring this up. I was, was going to ask you about it, but I think you have a very good habit that we all can, everyone can learn from. Like before we started, for those who don't know, before we started the show, Jessica asked me if she can stand up. You know, and I think it's huge. Even right now, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. If you can see, on a, that's my chair right here. On an exercise ball because it brings – why don't you talk a little bit about them? Put them standing up instead of sitting. And I'm sure when you're prospecting, talking to people, you're standing up, right? Yes. When I'm doing validation calls, when I'm doing plug calls, I'm standing up. I think it might be the hairdresser in me because I worked on my feet and I spoke on my feet while I was working. So I don't do well if you put my butt in a chair. I feel like anxious. I need to walk, rock back and forth, and it gives me more energy. Like, I feel like I'm more open, um, and it, I think my body language is a lot better when I'm standing up as opposed to sitting down in the chair. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's emulation. We all can learn from Jessica about that. Stand up. You know, when you're making phone calls or anything, doing a training, stand up with the energy be way, way better. Because on the chair, or you sit on a Swiss ball, you know, exercise ball, because when you sit on the chair, it's very easy to slouch, and then your energy level just dips. Yeah, even like your voice, you know, your what I call it, your voice track is bent, so it doesn't project as well, right? Right. Hey, uh, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh my gosh, just one? A couple. You give two or three. Well, I I have to plug Miracle Morning because you know the Miracle Morning for network marketers. I really like it just because it it deals with the habits. Um, obviously, we spoke on the um, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which I think is so good because it makes people realize that it's not going to be easy and, they're gonna, and all of those things that, make, that are troubles or obstacles are really the laws of becoming a leader. Like You're going to have to go through those things to get them there. One of my favorite books is um, everything – Let me. i got to grab it so I can show you. I have it. I don't know if everybody else is, but everything I uh, know at the top I learned from the bottom. It's Dexter Yeager. It's like old school. I have this from like 1980. Look at the pictures, son. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, but this is a good one. Everything I know at the top, I learned at the bottom. It's one of my favorites to go back to and just read a little bit if I feel like um, I need something to spark some, you know, inspiration. So those three, they sit on my desk right there. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, 
Hey, talk about pain because you you spoke on the Maxwell stage. Talk about pain. Uh, what is when you go through things that are not pleasant, right, or not not what you expect or what you want? What's your self talk? Like some people just will give up or get discouraged. What's your self talk when you go through? Or like you know when you share like you, it was you're handed a lawsuit in the middle of a party. What's the self talk that keeps you going? Okay, so I learned self-talk a, long, a really long time ago. My dad was in a really bad accident when I was 12. He was brain injured, um, comatose for a couple years, and it obviously sent our family like into you know, craziness. And my brother and then my best friend lived with us just because of some of her circumstances. And I remember that every day when things were really bad and we weren't sure if he was going to make it at the hospital and everything, we would always say, and we were little, like for 12 or 7, we were like, we'd always say, it could always be worse. Like we've got food, the the roof's over our head. Like every we're we're okay. It could be worse. And so I've I've taken that so much into um, what what it is now. So when I feel like like it's bad, I'm always looking around thinking, yeah, but I don't want to trade my bad for that person's bad. I got to be grateful. Um, I'm okay. Everything could be worse. And so let's be glad that it is it's not. And so that's really how I've gotten myself through all the pain is that that mindset. It could be worse and it's not, so let's be grateful. Yeah, it's good stuff. Be grateful. I think gratitude has a lot to do with it. And, and you know, people say if you actually traded if you think I mean everyone has problems. We all put a problems on like a swap meet or like a, on a table and I look at your problem, I look at everyone else's problems, I'll gladly take my problems back. I would never right. trade them, right? Hey, um, you've been amazing. Um Here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Ready? So here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your family, you didn't know your husband, knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. Kind of like you went to another universe, but they spoke English. What's the first thing, or the first place you go to build an ML business from scratch? Um, just out, out in public. I would be out at the mall anywhere that I can go around people, and I'd be looking at faces, um, looking, reading the faces. Like you can usually tell somebody who is like when I, you know, I'm always smiling at people at the at Costco, right? The ones that smile back is the ones I'd ha- start having a conversation with. Everything big starts small. Every team that I've launched, I've launched with four or five people. And usually one person knows a handful of people that I could go and communicate the knowledge that I've got now and show them, look, this is what we can go do. And I'd map out, um, I just map out exactly what they needed to go do to change their lives. I only need a few. So I'm just looking for somebody that's open. You can build this business with anybody. Mm. Um, you talk about going to public places. What? What? Where? We, and you mentioned Costco. What's the first place you go? The first, uh, the first place I would go would probably be to a nicer neighborhood in a high end coffee shop. There you go. Good stuff. Hey, thank you so much. You've been amazing. Uh, as we wrap up, any last words? And then, what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Okay, Facebook is the best way to connect with me. The, my last words is this, guys. We're all in this thing to win. There's so many of us out here that will help anybody that I don't care what company, I don't care what you're doing. If there's one bit of advice I can tell you, it's this. Outwork everybody. Outwork your downline. Outwork your upline, and you'll win. Everything will fall into place as long as you're in action. So outwork. Look at what everybody's doing. Look at how busy the people are that are super successful, and do more than that person. That's what you're going to need to do to get your business rolling, get some momentum happening and um, it will it, that's what will take you to the next level just outwork all of us you think we're busy go get busier 
Hey, one other question I just thought about. I have to ask you this because you were featured in the Miracle Morning. So, uh, and I'm a big morning person. What is your morning routine? Wake up when I'm done sleeping. And uh, I, I usually ch- check my um, emails, check my text messages right away because I do have international business. And so sometimes I'm catching them right before they're going to bed as I wake up. So that's really important to make sure that they're absolutely plugged in. And then uh, I've got a lot of people in the funnel through social media uh, as far as prospecting and recruiting is concerned. So it's making sure that any of them that might be in another country or somewhere else that I get back to right away and then eat a really healthy breakfast. Um, I'm really big on health. We eat very well. And so I might, I'm really big on the morning needs to start with some nutrition to our brains or the, our brains aren't going to function for the rest of the day properly. What's your breakfast? What do you eat? What's a healthy breakfast for you? Me, I'll either do like a tofu scramble or our, our usual go-to is, um, oatmeal with a bunch of fruit, hemp seeds, our protein powder in it. Um, super, super filling and definitely a big amount of protein. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. What's the best way listeners can connect with you and contact you? Facebook. Um, I do have a website. It's jessicaellerman.life. It will connect you to every single social media platform that I have. Um, but my Facebook will also take you there. My personal page is Jessica Everett Ellerman. I kept the my maiden name as that, as that hyphen because a lot of people from the back. But Jessica Everett Ellerman is, um, is the Facebook page. Hey, ML, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Jessica Ellerman. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net. And at the search bar, just type in Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, at the search bar. And the Nuggets of Wisdom and Jessica's contact info, her website, we can reach out to her, is all there. In order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Jessica... Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon, for the opportunity. Hey, ML Nation. Do you want to grow your business faster and recruit and, more importantly, duplicate online? The many trainers and leaders teach how to recruit online, but they don't teach how to duplicate online. And it's the duplication that builds your business fast. I have a free training, the 10 stages to online duplication. Go register at www.onlineduplication.com where you can get the 10 stages to online duplication. Again, that is www.onlineduplication.com. Hey, MLM Nation, it's Simon Chan, the Oprah of MLM. We'll have a quick recap for you. Great show from Jessica Ellerman. Finally had Jessica on the show. You know, we met at the, we both spoke on the same stage with John Maxwell in September 2016. I talked about the 15 laws of growth. I spoke about the law of reflection and she spoke about the law of pain. And it's so true, right? You have to go through pain. The pain is when we uh, learn the most. And Jessica talked about, you know, when things are going bad for you, uh, just know that hey, it could be a lot worse. Right. There's people out there, a lot, lot worse. And uh, just recently I thought about, oh, you know, my situation, hey, but there's a lot, uh, could be, you know, I'm not happy with my situation with the weather, what's going on in my office, I have to do this insulation and all that. But hey, you know, there's people out there with tropical storms and way, way worse. And immediately, and just being, and then adding that what Jessica talked about, the gratitude. Immediately you feel better. And then you know that during that situation, you are growing as a person. So for you, you may be, you may be stuck in your business. You're not really able to recruit. Wherever that pain is, know that you are growing. But you can't be negative. If you want you to go negative, you're going to lose. Um, she talked about, when she got to share her story, she said this business from nobody, she was a nobody from nowhere. And I love that. And I think this business is about 
finding the people, nobodies from nowhere, but who are hungry as heck. They're hungry for success, right? Um, you know, sometimes people go, oh, I've got to find a superstar, super, the CEO, the business person, and is wasting a lot of time on one prospect. You know, never waste too much time on one person, right? But you want to find people who are just nobodies, but with hunger and desire. And, you know, her upline, her friend, just consistent follow-up too. Uh, she's following up, following up, and finally she went there, and she said, what if it worked? And she got started. Right, and that, and then the rest is history. Uh, one of the things is you got to get the dis- disappointments out of the way, right? The disappointments. Once you get them out of the way, um, she just focused, and instead of looking to try to save friends, I think sometimes we do that. You think, oh, this friend could really use that business, could really help, could really need these products, right? Instead of, because a lot of times people who are, need to be saved, there's a reason why they're, because they're scared to take action. The guy, I knew so many friends that need to be saved, needed my business, but they didn't. But you're looking for no one so hungry who want it. That's it. That's what it is. You know, um, some big mistakes that Jessica talked about were new distributors. They're looking to, you know, looking to save people, right? Don't do that. Instead, um, just look for people who have a reason, who want it, right? Who position themselves for, hey, I want this. They have a hunger and desire. And you never, never know who that person is. A lot of times they're the least ones. It could be a person, acquaintance that doesn't talk to you much, but deep down they have something that they, they really want to change. And another big mistake, and I totally can see this happening, especially now, is like, don't go straight into training. A lot of new distributors or even you've been in for a while, you go straight to training, training, training. I need more training. No, you need to get more action. Like Jessica said, you need money-making actions to exposing, you know, make a list of people, exposing, because that is, you're going to learn more by through your actions than through all the trainings. And that's not to say, uh, don't listen to ML Nation or attend trainings, but you got to make sure you do the money-making activities every single day, right? And then you got to expose people, make a list, expose people, send them to, whether it's a home meeting or social media, and then pass them, use a tool, pass them using a tool, short, short video that's, Expose them to the business. You know, turning point for Jessica really was the mindset. You know, that's why the book is Think and Grow Rich. The mindset is she starts playing big. She used to think, oh, I'm just going to make a thousand a month. But instead, she say, hey, what about I want to make 10,000 a month? Why not you? And my nation, why not you? You know, you can be the difference. Don't let the his past dictate your future. Like I said, yesterday is history. Today is a mystery. Tomorrow is your, is your legacy. Right? You don't know what's going to happen. So you can turn any, you know, and you can turn anything to positive. That's the trade. Turning point. And once you have, she had that mindset. Why not? Her? Thinking bigger, bigger. You know, people are millionaires, multi-seven, eight-figure earners. And they look at, hey, I could turn anything to positive. Anything that's not going well it goes back to the law of pain that Jessica talks about. You could turn it into a positive. And you know, the cool thing about this business is that you can make an impact, right? And that's why I do what I do. So for different purpose, I have an impact in the home network marketing profession. Uh, and, and her job, hairdressing, could not do. And I, I think it was really touching. She, she shared out how she would cry when other people get rank advancements, not when she get rank advancements, when other people. And that's what this business is. It's about, really about changing lives and making an impact, having a genuine desire to do that, not seeing people as like a, like another uh, prospect to another dollar sign in the forehead. You know, some recruiting tips from Jessica is, you, you know, you got to work on your communication and your listening skills. Listening. Because not everyone, don't put everyone to the box. If you listen carefully, some people will be more interested in one part of the business than the others. Listen to what really hits home for them, and then that's the part of the presentation where you probably have to emphasize more, right? Uh, so maybe someone is more int- interested, like uh, as a newlywed, interested in buying a house. Like, yeah, I would emphasize my story of how I got married, a dream wedding I had. Or someone who's younger, I wouldn't even talk about that much. I'll talk about something else. 
you got to be listening. And even about the products, maybe someone's not interested in products, but really wants to make money. Well, don't even spend that much time talking about products. Just skim through that as quickly as possible. Spend more time talking about the business. Um, couple of great tips. The miracle morning, morning routines. Very important. I'm a big fan of morning routines. And also, do the hard things first in the morning. Because if you get them out of the way, they'll get done. It's, also, your mind is fresh. And also, you just feel good about yourself. You know, even today, I had to do something early in the morning. I got it done before I even took my son to school. It just felt so good. I got it done, you know. So, do the hard things first. Um, hey, that's a great show from uh, Jessica Ellerman. And I can look at these notes and notes, but I'll let you go listen to and listen to the episode again. But just the, the last thing she shared was outwork everyone, right? Outwork everyone. You think you're working hard? Sometimes it's a leader that works harder. And the million dollar question, you want to meet prospects, you run out of people, just go out there and smile. Smile. And the ones who smile back, those are the ones you can talk to. Start a conversation. Be a friend. Be genuine, considerate, and caring for them. Hey, great show from Jessica Elliman. Go to mlnation.net and just search for Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A. And the search bar and those show notes will be there. Definitely connect with them. Amazing, amazing leader. Great energy, too. Uh, She'll talk about standing up, too. Don't forget about that. When you're prospect recruiting, stand up. It gives you energy. You, get better. you feel better about yourself, too. Better posture. Instead of slouching down. You don't feel good when you're slouching down. So stand, stand up. Hey, connect with Jessica and MLM Nation. If you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate you for doing that. And um, remember, go out there. Make it happen. Make, you know, make it happen. You have a message that people can... Sh- that you can make, you can change the world. That's why I love this profession. Like, the, my second belief is it allows us to give back more. And it's, But you got to go out there, do the money-making activities, and uh, remember, we're in the profession to help others, so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. This is Simon Chan, and God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.